0: The divisionals are in the book. Probably the craziest divisional weekend in a while. Lou, these these playoffs like in in whole ha- have been kind of crazy e- even going back to the wild card round, but no, this this divisional playoffs was definitely a a little shaky and, and there were some upsets. I mean, the Ravens who I thought were probably the number 1 team going throughout the rest of the playoffs are now eliminated and mm-hmm. It, just a bunch of crazy games, so so let's jump right in and go through them. The Vikings, the Ravens, uh, the Texans, and Seattle all eliminated. What do you think the Vikings need to do for next season to kind of be a contender?
1: Uh, I think they need to shore up the O-line, and I guess it kind of just comes up to Cousins because the defense is good. I mean, they have weapons. It's just can he take the next step versus a good team? I mean, like he did it versus the Saints, who had a good defense, but when you play a great defense, they just didn't look good. I mean, maybe it was the cut on Thielen's ankle, and then you just have Stephon Diggs, and they kind of bottled up the run game, and I think he kind of just has to learn how to play better when there's no Dalvin Cook. I mean, essentially, it's kind of what it has to come down to. You can't rely on him to have 100 every game and expect to beat a team like San Fran... When you put up like just not good, you you know what I mean? Like it's not like, hey, like they were a good Fran team. Look good,
0: they San, did. They looked like the best like complete team yeah. that that we've probably seen <laughs> to this point in the playoffs. I mean Tennessee's really been hot, but Lou, just to your point with, with the Vikings, I mean twenty one team rushing yards, like that's definitely not suitable. No. Um, just going back to what you had to reference about Cook, and I think Cook was still probably playing a little banged up too. I don't know if it was his shoulder at the end of the year or some sort of a chest injury that that he banged up. But regardless of of what it was, I mean, he did give us a a full healthy season, which we weren't probably expecting based on on his previous seasons. But just moving on from from one purple team to the next, will next next year be a better year for the Ravens or do you think they peaked this year?
1: I don't think they peaked. I just think that they need to get more weapons because – at the end of the day, they just were built to play from ahead. Like They are built like almost yeah. like the Titans. I mean, besides like Lamar being dynamic, they run the football, they kill the clock, and like that's why we all thought they could beat the Chiefs because they could kill the clock and keep Mahomes on the sideline yeah. and make plays. And once that happened to them, they had no answer for it. It was, we can't really run the ball, we're behind. And they forced Lamar to throw in man coverage. I mean, down the field, one-on-one, it just didn't work. I mean, three turnovers... I mean, he didn't have a, a completely horrible game. I mean, he, he moved the football, but... I actually thought, like, I,
0: I know the Ravens lost, but, like, Lamar kind of impressed me because I, I know, like, the team has been very, like, rush-oriented, rush-focused. But, I mean, for them to have, like, the total yards that they had in the passing uh, yards that he had on his passing attempts, mm. especially for a guy <laughs> that probably hasn't done that in, like, consecutive three games throughout the regular season. I mean, he attempted 60 passes. Yeah. So you know that that's not their game plan, but Harbaugh did it anyway. And I think that that was all credit to Tennessee getting the lead right off the first drive. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as the Ravens went down, it was like, all right, let's just throw. And then as soon as fourth down came, they were like, oh, man, like what do we do? Like, are, are we, uh, the do best we go fo- for it? Like the Yeah, the best fourth down team, just just like you goes were going to say.
1: Goes 0 3 and it's just like – I don't know, man. Like, this was my biggest worry with him is when they force you to throw the football and they tell you, like, there is no running. Like, you can scramble for yards, but you have to throw the football 35-plus times down the field. He just wasn't ready for it. I mean, like, he's going to get better. I mean, I believe the jump he made this year to making even those simple throws and the risky throws that he does complete, I think that was impressive, but he just needs to make that next step
0: yeah no he as a passer i mean I, i'm sure there's a lot of people saying that that he needs to take another step and i'm I'm not disagreeing with you because we're just not used to seeing that so next year if we see like kind of like a bigger sample size throughout the regular season I, I feel like people wouldn't be so critical on the amount of pass attempts but i do have to say there were a bunch of drops there were a bunch of tip passes that ended up in the other team's mm-hmm. hands and, and that's not really of his control and i'm not saying to to shy the blame away from Lamar. It was just a bad team game throughout. They're just
1: not built to come from behind. They were built to to get a lead and then steamroll you the rest of the game. I mean, every game they lost this season, they fell behind early. Cleveland, Kansas City, and then versus the Titans, so... It is what it is. It's a crazy upset, but I think it's just a matter of Tennessee out raving the Ravens. Yeah. That's what happened. There you go. That's a, It's a nice
0: little analogy there. And I think I think as far as next year goes, it's going to be tough. I mean, 14-2 and is a really good record. And I'm not saying that they can't go 15-1. and mm. I'm not going to say that any team can go 16-0 because that's such a, a high standard. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't want to set that for them. Um, But I could see them being kind of like around like a similar range of of 14 and 2 to 13 and 3-ish. I I still think they're going into next year. They're the best team in the division. And even with the addition of Joe Burrows to Cincy, I I don't think that that makes them even even close to a contender for that division yet, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And it's just, I mean, they're a good drafting team. Like that just is what it is. I have faith in them. In free agency and the draft, I mean they're not even losing that many pieces either. I, no. I think I think they'll have to sign Judon on
0: um, probably to an extension if if that's what they choose to do. But they just they just have a lot of young defensive guys. I mean Chuck Clock played outstanding from that safety position for them mm. throughout. And I mean I guess it really just came down to to the Titans receivers kind of having big plays throughout the game as well. Yeah. Um, so so those corners those corners are good too, like with Marlon Humphrey and. Jimmy Smith, and I'm pretty sure they have another guy over there too. That that's another good corner. Yeah. But but just moving on to to the Texans, I mean, up twenty-four nothing. Did Bill O'Brien lose his job? I mean, how do you blow that? Blow in and, and just let up fifty one points on top of that, you know?
1: Yeah, he lost his job. I mean, you, you know I've been saying this the whole year. He he's a horrible coach. Like he yeah. I said this, he would lose them the playoffs, and he did. You just can't go conservative in their territory and then get risky in your own territory like that is the exact opposite of what you do. Yeah. I feel like he in a way he gave Kansas City the momentum first by saying we're going to take our foot off the pedal, not go for it on fourth and kick the field goal. And then we're going to when you have us pinned back in our own area go for it on a not a good play call. Like you you got out of the fourth down play cuz you had no play call and then you pull a fake punt. Like what? There wasn't a better play call there. So, so, so my my
0: discrepancy with that is you're having a safety, Justin Reed, who who ended up having to switch to cover Travis Kelsey hmm. after Lonnie Johnson got hurt. Um, take take a handoff there. I just I just think like. Wouldn't you rather have the ball in Deshaun's hands or, like, D-Hop's mm-hmm. hands? And I'm not even saying, like, not to punt because you definitely could have punted there, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I know we're somewhere around midfield and you want to be aggressive against a team like the Chiefs and step on the jugular, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I just—that's not the play call that, that I draw up, especially after a timeout, like you said, you know?
1: Yeah, and I just—I feel like they have to— in that game they had to give I feel like they should have given Deshaun a little a little more designed run just because you couldn't run the football after the first quarter. I mean, Carlos Hyde's not a bad running back and, and Duke Johnson's not a, a chunk yard guy. He, he's kind of more of a screen yeah, yeah. get out and catch the ball kind of guy. But just even just Deshaun three, four yards, you, you do that, then you run up run a, a run play, two more yards and you're looking at a third and four. They they were stuck at third and eight and third and seven just so much cause they couldn't run the ball and you you can't hold the lead if you can't run the football. You can't pass all no, game. No, definitely not. And that's it, what happened.
0: I I don't know if if you saw this, Lou, but but you don't give any credit to the to the Chiefs fan that walked out when it was twenty four nothing. Did you see that story?
1: i seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like that might have been part of it, but like he's kind of just an idiot because like he missed one of the greatest comebacks like in Chiefs history. No, I know. I just just had to
0: throw that out there for for fun. But it, as far as Seattle goes, their woes continue in Green Bay. And let's just let's just go to the last play for Seattle. What was that a, a catch? I mean, that defensive play for uh, Jimmy Graham. Uh,
1: so I'll say this: I saw a picture of where the first down actually was. It was before the yellow line. The first down. Like yeah, the,
0: the... I'm pretty sure Devonte Adams posted on his story. He yeah. was just like shut up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just showed the actual line of scrimmage mm-hmm. compared to the televised line of scrimmage. So yeah, there is a difference. And after I saw that saw that view and where um the first down line actually was, then I actually thought that that was a first down, too. It, it, it was close, but, I mean, you just can't wait till the end of the game. I I was almost accurate with my prediction, though. I said 28-27. Mm. I know Green Bay put up 28, but if, if it had went the other way and Seattle scored a touchdown, that's a one-point game right yeah. there. Um, but Devontae Adams, man, eight receptions, 160 catches, and two touchdowns. That boy went off. Yeah. that I don't know about... All time greatest playoff games, but but that's definitely up there for Green Bay, you know, it, especially no. for for a receiver. I mean, the last time they had a game like that was what Jordy Nelson,
1: probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he looked great. I mean, Seattle needs corners. I mean, they've lost all their good corners over the years. I know. I mean, um, what's his name? The guy who went to the went to the Pats a couple of years ago, Richard Sherman. Yeah. Uh, was it? <sighs> was it Coleman? Nah, be able to bro. Brown. Brown, yeah, Brandon that, Browner, yeah. yeah that was years ago. So like those are like you know what I mean those were like the core Seattle like guys in in the Legion of Boom, and they don't really have that anymore. And the Packers are good. I mean, it's just worrying that like they were horrible in the second half. And and, and on the the catch thing, I I don't know if it was a first down, but I don't have an issue because it was called consistently. It was called a first down on the field. There wasn't evidence to overturn that. Yeah, and they didn't you overturn keep it. it. Like that. Yeah, I mean, like if it was called on the field, not a first down and they stuck with it i'd say the same thing i mean it's just you can't overturn it without like you said it was a close Inclusive
0: play evidence, yeah.
1: yeah you just can't do that but i thought the packers are good they just have to adjust i mean like i like i said oh yeah i really feel bad for russell wilson like I'm pretty sure he accounted for, like, 90% of the yardage. Probably. I mean, like, that's stupid. he ran
0: for a crazy amount of yards. And I said, like, the the team had to get close to 100 to win. And Marshawn didn't get over the 50 that I said he had to get. Like, yeah, it's nice that he can get in the end zone. But if you can't run the ball, yeah. especially against a team like that, I mean, Rodgers is is only going to stay uh, not yeah. aggressive for so long. You know what I, I mean? They had,
1: You just can't not have a run game. And, like, yeah, like, he was doing everything he could with the locket plays, with the plays to Hollister. He was great running the football. I mean, like, even Rodgers was really good running at that yeah. game. But, like, it, it was just too much for one dude to carry on his back. It's just how much more, can you ask? No, I hear you. And
0: something else that I thought was cool in the game, I'm sure you saw it too, uh the griffin brothers both both ended up cool. splitting the sack I mean, that was uh, Sha- shaquille's first sack and and shaquille was was right there and, mm-hmm. and i think they i think they called it a half a sack each but mm. it, it just just something good to see but but let's head to the team i mean that that looks the most dominant to this point in the playoffs and that's the 49ers and something i just wanted to point out here um, they made sure that the run was established. I'm pretty sure they had uh, about 150 uh, team yards, rushing yards. But Tevin Coleman alone, 22 rushes, 105 yards. I mean, that's what you need from a back in the playoffs, and especially like I wasn't expecting that from from him, the type of like running back that he is. Mm. So so that was that was definitely good to see.
1: Yeah, I thought they did what they did all season. I mean, they ran the football well. Good on play action. I mean Jimmy G still throws like some bad picks because he doesn't see some linebackers and coverage all the time. Yeah. But I thought they look good. I mean George Kittle's just the X factor every time for them. He's just the best yeah. tight end in football. I mean it, I mean Kelsey puts up big numbers. Like I understand that, but to like have the effect of blocking and then to be such a threat everywhere. Like I, it is no one better than than Kittle and he just gets them fired up and uh Emmanuel Sanders was good. Uh Debo Samuel was good. And then that defense was yeah. unreal too. Lou. Pass six, rush is
0: stupid. Six sacks, nine tackles for loss. And let's not even mention Richard Sherman. Pick, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Richard Sherman played lights out. And good for him for betting on himself and, and making yeah. his contract work for, for San Francisco because I'm, I'm sure Seattle could, could be using some Richard Sherman right now. Yeah, he'll
1: take the ring
0: over the money any day. So as far as the Titans go, Lou, do you think a lot of their kind of Hoorah going on right now is
1: due to, like, Vrabel getting that team prepared to play? Kind of. I just feel like they play a physical football that just not everyone plays. Like, that's why the Ravens and 49ers are really good. They're just physical football teams who smash mouth you, run the football, and execute the plays. I mean, Tannehill's made the big throws when he has to. He's let Henry carry the load on the ground. The defense has been great. The special teams has been great. So yeah, I I Vrabel's definitely the coach of the year. I don't think that's with that's without a question. I thought it could have been Mike Tomlin, but they didn't make the playoffs, obviously. But um I, that was, I mean they're a good football team. Like he's definitely coaching them up to some degree, but I just feel like they add such a different type of football that you need to win. I mean, like they don't air it out. They just like, they're a team you can't get behind against. You yeah. just can't do it. Like You just can't do it. They're going to kill the clock. and They're going to punch you right in the yeah. mouth, too. And you, you can't stop Derrick Henry. Like, you just can't.
0: I think I think it was, like, over, like, the past, like, four weeks or something like that, the dudes averaged, like, over 160 rushing yards. Like, that's, like, a crazy number. Like, and this is through playoffs. Like, this is supposed yeah. to be, like, when teams are supposed to be their best. Um, So, just imagine what a couple more playmakers on the offensive side and defensive side of the ball will do. For a team like that, and that could cause the the Colts some trouble next year. You you any worried about that as far as the AFC South goes?
1: No, Uh just because I think if we get better, it's all going to come down to we get, if we get better because I think we have a better O line than everyone in the in the division. Yeah. I think we have the best linebacker in the division. I think we have. The best coach in the division because Bill O'Brien's horrible. I think v- Vrabel's a good coach, and then who is Doug Marone still the Jags coach? Yeah, like is so, he there? So Doug Marone got
0: canned week sixteen. It came, it kind of like kind of like came out, and then like. After that came out, uh, they played the Week Seventeen game, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna keep you." I, I think that's all just because yeah. it leaked a little too early. Um, that, that's a mess. That situation. Yeah, a mess. it's just gonna be another year overdue of him to be fired. And I wouldn't be surprised if it happens mid next year. And you know. I, I don't know if that that had a lot to do with uh, Tom Coughlin kind of being there, or or that was just you know the the Jaguars' decision, but. That that's something we'll just have to see. But as far as other coaches go, the Browns hire uh, Kevin Stefanski from the Vikings. Do you think that that's the right hire for them?
1: Uh, If he's respected like by the team, like if they listen to him, and I don't know how he is as like a disciplinarian or like how he is as a leader of men, that'll come down to it. But I think schematically, I think it's a good fit. I think he's been successful. With the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but like, it's like he's been consistently successful. Like, they've been good on both ends of the football for a while. And I think that they're more talented, uh, arguably, than the Vikings on offense, I would say. So I think he can do with he can do good things with them, but I just think it'll come down to if they buy in. Like, yeah. that's what it comes down to with every team. Like, do you buy into the dude in front of you? Like, the Titans buy in? Uh huh. No, the, they don't. The Ravens do. buy in? The, yeah. the, you know what I mean? Like, San Fran's bought in. Like, you don't know like there are a lot of teams that just aren't bought in like obviously Cleveland was not bought in on kitchens like they all thought that was a mistake so you no, know, the Giants
0: definitely aren't bought in either and, and well, that's yeah. kind of that's kind of like the whole thing on, on why we haven't been good. I mean, I just think it, when it comes down to it, if you're not playing as a team, you're not going to win as a mm-hmm. team, you know? And that's it. you're definitely just going to lose as a bunch of individuals and yeah, you guys are a bunch of professional like football players, but if you're not achieving your goals that you've established, when it comes to being a professional then what's the point of just settling, you know? Like, yeah. that that's what this is, like, what I mean for, for guys like Odell and stuff like that. Like, you have to you have to want to succeed more as a team than, than just individually to, to kind of mm-hmm. overcome that. And I think it's very possible, like you said, though, it just depends on on the right man that's running the whole operation. Mm. Um, but ju- just another, uh, our, our last coach news, the Broncos hire Pat Shermer as an OC. Do you like that move for Drew Locke? I'm kind of happy that we're – over Shermer, and he's outside of the Giants organization, but I'm not saying that, that he's necessarily a bad coach. I think he was definitely better as a coordinator than a head coach, and his record probably shows for that. But, I mean, if if they can find a way to make it work and kind of get get some more talent on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, Sutton's a good piece. Lindsey's not bad. Like, Freeman's not bad. Yeah. And we just got to kind of see, like,
1: if, if Locke's the guy. I mean, I mean, he does have a good track record as far as, like, drafting offensive pieces. I mean, He got Daniel Jones, he got Saquon, he got Darius Slayton. I mean, he acquired Golden Tate. So it's like the guy knows what he's doing on that side of the football. And I think, like you said, he's just not a head coach, and we know that. But I do think that he will succeed there because I think he's had worse around him. And I think that the Broncos will give him everything he needs to be successful. And I just hope that they don't. Play the Flacco card. Yeah, no. Flacco. Flacco. I mean, dude, (laughs) he's like, he, no joke, he might be the worst starting quarterback today.
0: Is he even still like the starting quarterback? You think he's the starting quarterback going into next year? Uh,
1: Have they said anything? Like, no, I know. That's what I mean. Like, we don't know. I
0: would just assume that it's locked, but I I guess, I guess you're right. That, mean, it's up in the air. Yeah, no, it it really could be. But, but that wraps it up as far as, as, talk goes in the divisional round we're going to kind of get ready for a afc and nfc championship coming up this weekend and this is our first episode in the studio this week so we're also going to get you an nba power rankings but that wraps it up guys since the sandbox baby peace Booyah.